Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Another episode of Toy Wrecker Talk. It is the two Pauls here again this week, and we have two games to recap. Now, people who joined us last week will remember that we said um, we wanted maybe three, four points out of the two games. Um, the first game, Paul, was at the weekend, and we were at home. Yeah, we were at home against Althea, um, and unfortunately, we didn't get any points from that at all. We got beat 1-0. Um it was a, a, a one goal in the 64th minute um, from a set piece that, you know, consistently we seem to be really poor at, even at pre-season with set pieces, and it's come back to strikers again. It was a very poor set piece. I mean, me and, me and you sat and watched the the highlights together um, and obviously discussed, yeah. discussed as we were watching it. And um, obviously we're not here to jump on the, on the back. We're here to support the club. But uh, when we're seeing set pieces like that... Um, the man completely unmarked at the front post, getting it underneath the keeper. And um, we'll obviously get to it further on, but the keeper was actually dropped for tonight's game. Um, was that a result of that mistake? Who knows? You've got, to, you've got to question it, yeah. Because, I mean, Oscar literally played every game last season. He's played every game so far. Um, and unfortunately, he hasn't had a single clean sheet so far. It, one of his, his uh, faults, should we say, is coming out for the ball a little bit too early and getting caught out. And that's exactly what it looks like this time. It is. I mean, it, it looked like he obviously took a couple of steps forward and then obviously realised he was coming from post and he was going across instead of closing the angle down, which then left it totally open. I mean, yeah. people can see that now. We will put the highlights on the screen now, Paul, I think.
Okay, so I hope you enjoyed them highlights, and I hope you now see as well what me and Paul were talking about, about obviously the mistake on the corner. I mean, obviously nobody's perfect, Paul, so we can't jump on them and say, oh, how did you do this? Um, it's a mistake. It's a defensive mistake. Um, as me and you pointed out, we could only see six players back out of what we were thinking would possibly have been nine. Yeah, we we think there certainly should have been more. There was no one in either of the posts. I don't think all the blame can be laid at Oscar. That's probably unfair. But, you know, the fact that it was Juanma looked like he was picking up the man, you know, he was the number nine that came running in. It was almost like as an afterthought. He, he chased him to the front post. Um, you know, we had guys in the box. But when you look at it in detail, there, there wasn't that many of the forwards that were in the box. They seemed to be holding off a little bit. So, you know, it, it was almost as if there, there was... You know, those guys, those four or five that were in the box stood, were, were just sort of around marking each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as we've said there, um, we, do, we don't want to come across like we're jumping on the team. Um, people who tune in and might think, oh, you, you're picking faults. That is kind of the idea if if our, if our team has lost the game. Yeah. We, we want to know why the team's lost the game. We want to be a... We want to be a, a, a weekly show which discusses the game and we don't just talk about the, the good things that happen. We want to look at the bad things and see if they can be improved. And when we are seeing the reason behind the goal that we've conceded, we obviously we want to point it out because we want to be fair to the listeners. We don't want you guys yeah. to see something and to be saying, Russell, why didn't you mention that? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's got to be about constant improvement, hasn't it? You've got to look at the details and, and see what it is that we can change to build on for next week. And unfortunately, you know, it's the the old saying that you learn from your mistakes better than you learn from when things are going positive. And, and at the minute, you know, the results are, are telling their own story. Um, and we all come on to tonight's game later on. But, you know, for, for the South Era game before, we'd lost three out of the four. Um, you know, we, we had not a single clean sheet. There, there was quite a few issues there. And you can see that because, you know, Progenio's look, looks like he's, he's coming at it in a certain way and he's making a number of changes. He's, he's making key changes, you know, as we can see from tonight's game. Um, so, I mean, obviously, do you want to, do you want to just go through the, the stats and a, a rundown of the weekend's, the weekend's match and then obviously maybe give us a recap of the scores from the weekend's games? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we started off where, where he'd made four changes. So, out went Eddie, Sanchez, Juan Fran from up front and Carrasco, who actually got sent off the week before. So, that was a forced change. And then in came Juanma in midfield. As we said, he was marking on that corner. Cesar Martin, who got five minutes the week before coming back from injury. And Adrian came in. Um, what, one of the definite positives from, from the squad is that there was a full 90 minutes for Martin and for Lewis. Um, they, uh, in fact, it was Lewis's first full game, but both of them had been suffering from injuries at the start of the season. So it was good for both of them to get a full 90 minutes under the belt. Um, one of the issues that, uh, was a, it could have been an issue at the time, should we say, and it turned out not to be, is that Matej Simic, or the guy that's been playing in defence, um, and he's, he's, he's been kind of used as a pretty pacey centre back. To, to, to chase down any over-the-top balls that we were getting caught at the first couple of games. He came off after nearly an hour or so with, with, a, with a suspected injury, but luckily that, that turned out to be nothing. Um, 
Um, I mean, obviously, one thing I've noticed there, obviously, you were discussing, sorry, just to jump in. Yeah, yeah, go um, And I know, obviously, it's been mentioned in the previous weeks as well, is obviously the changes in the games. It seems to be three or four or five um, so far in every single game. Um, now, I want to know your opinion, my opinion, in pre-season, we discussed the changes that were made and we were actually happy with that because the whole squad was going to run out the whole squad. Yeah. We were finding out about the squad in pre-season. Now, the amount of games we played, as opposed to the other teams in the league, we played more in, in most yeah. cases. Um, surely we should know the best team now um, and we shouldn't be making so many changes every game? That would be the theory. That, that That's what we'd think. Um, I mean, as well as the four or five changes per game that's been made lately, um, he's using all three subs as well. I mean, this game that we're talking about now against Altira, Branny, who was, who was one of those, um, he was a Croat, uh, really fast forward, you know, getting a, getting a lot involved in the game. He was taken off a half time and, uh, Sanchez was brought on instead. So y- you've got to think as, you know, in, in one way, whether it's good, the amount of changes that happen, but in the other side of it, it's good that he's not afraid to, to make changes and, and not pull people off at half time if it's not working or they're not performing. Definitely true. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the, the, the use, usage of three, three or four, sorry, three mm. substitutes, but the idea of three or four changes to the starting squad each game so far yeah, yeah. is something I'd, I'm not too keen on because I would like to see them said, right, you've got three or four games going and press me. Not you've yeah, got one game, right, you're out. You've got one game, yeah, right, you're out. It, you, you wonder what kind of put the, the mental state of putting some of the players in who, who were thinking in the back of the mind, right, I'm starting tonight. But if unless I, unless I have a top-notch game and, you know, maybe stop a goal or bag a goal, then I'll be out again next week. So, yeah, as you said, it's it's it's, it's probably not great for the players themselves. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're desperate to see Torvika climb up the table. Mm. We want to come on here and go, check these highlights out. We just absolutely smashed yeah. the team. Um, but at the minute, it's not happening, and we want to know why it's not happening. No doubt the people who are listening want to know why it's not happening. Um, but go on, back, back back to what you were saying about, the, obviously, oh. the game. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, as I said, there's quite a few changes. Um, the, there was, yeah, you know, it, it, it's almost a case of the... The, the defense has been pretty consistent. Um, one or two changes there or thereabouts. It seems to be the midfield and the forward that's, that's getting swapped around a lot. So whether that's from the lack of goals that, 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 that is the, the concern that, that he's mainly focusing on. Um, and, and, and that's where, so in the, this game, Louis Carlos only came on for 20 minutes after not even featuring on the bench the week before. Um, Juan Fran came on for half an hour or so. As I said, Sanchez came on at half time. Um, you know, it's, it, it, the likes of Jorge Martin, who were probably more your central def- midfielders, if not defensive midfielders, who are, who are likely to hold back, but, you know, support the attack rather than be involved in the attack that, yeah. that played the 90 minutes. It seems to be the forward players that are getting swapped around. It's um I mean that is the main thing I think um, strikers need games. The more games yeah. strikers play, the more confident they get. It's all about confidence, definitely. So but I mean fingers crossed obviously we can move on. I mean, how did the other teams do with the weekend? Okay, right, so we'll have a rundown of the, the, the weaknesses the week four. So um it was again straight up before we start, apologies for the half the pronunciations. <laughs> so Ben Benigan nil, Jove Espanol nil. So both sides still without a win. 
so far. Um, the home side failed to take advantage of Hove keeper Adrian Murthia being sent off just 17 minutes into the game. Basically clattered down an attack and then got a straight red. Um, next up was Toro Levante 1, Acero 1. Um, first drop points for the home side. They took the lead halfway through the, the second half and then squandered loads of chances to kill the game off, but then were punished with about five minutes to go by Acero, who got the point. Toro Levante had only ever won all their games before this. Uh, Paterna 1, Recambios Colón 2. So Paterna had three clean sheets, and then they finally in this game conceded two to one of the league's new boys, but could only get there one goal with three minutes into stoppage time. Next up, Elche Elisitano 3, Boreal 1. So Boreal, one of the new guys for the lead, took a 1-0 lead into the break, probably feeling pretty confident. And then obviously something happened with the, the, the team tour. <coughs> Excuse me. And then in the late 15 minutes, spell, they bagged three goals to get three wins from four. Uh, Orajuela 0, Atletico Sagantino 1. So Atletico got their first away win with a first goal from uh, first off goal from Nesta. Um, but it was a game to forget for Orajuela as they had a penalty before then saved. And um, they also had Theo sent off with 15 minutes to go. Oof. Next, yeah, Bunyol won, Rayo Abense won. Um, both teams finally securing the, the, the first point of the season. Um, Rayo got a late equaliser on that one. Novelda 2, Villarreal C, uh, who we actually played tonight. This was Villarreal's first defeat of the season. Um, and Novelda actually grabbing their third def- clean sheet. So, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to build a good solid basis. Muro won, Crevalente Deportivo won. Quick two goals, like on 66 minutes and 68 minutes, kept this into a, you know, a pretty even tie. And then last up was a bit of a clash of the Titans. It was Castellon 2, uh, on Tinient 3. Now, this is the champions from last year against you know, the unstoppable force this year we met in the first game of the season. There was over 2,200 spectators at this for this five-goal clash. And um, Antinians have kept their 100% start to the season. All goals, all of these goals came before 31 minutes on the clock. So a bit of an explosive start. Average a goal by every five minutes, six minutes or so, and then nothing for the rest of the game. And that's that. That's that. That's the end of the weekend's action. Yeah. Um, and then that obviously moves on to tonight. The reason we are a day late because of the two games, and we we went away tonight against Villarreal C. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, this was a game where we actually spoke, didn't we, last week about the fact that some players from this team, you never know, could end up in the in the top side. Oh, absolutely. Um, and after the start we've had, those changes made, and we got a clean sheet and a point. We did so. It was um, it was a goalless draw. Um, we're pretty unlucky actually to come away with it, come away with a goalless draw. Um, we had two goals disallowed. Now there's information. Literally, this game has only finished in the last hour or so, so there's still news and information coming through. But we had two goals disallowed: one from Cesar and one from Juanfran, which was looked like it was because of a handball, but it was by one of the defenders. And obviously we got penalised, and you know we got couldn't make anything of it. Very, um, very annoying that obviously a, a poo decision has cost us a goal. Yeah, yeah, and from the sounds of it, the other one was because of an offside, and the linesman didn't even flag it; was just the referee, you know, just took it upon himself. So you know, bit bit unfortunate more than anything else. We don't want to start saying you know it was the referee robbed us or or, or anything just yet, but um, we, we I think it sends a case to be pretty unlucky with that one. So. I think, you know, 
a draw we've got to take away from home against, as we said, a side that could be playing, you know, the, these guys are La Liga's future and that. And, and, and that, that, that could be considered a pretty decent result. Yeah, I, I'm definitely happy with it. I mean, how did the... Obviously, how did you feel the players have done then, obviously, with the changes again? I mean, yeah. it, it obviously it looks towards the players who've come in have made a difference, uh, apart from, obviously, the, the scoring side of things. Yeah, so, I mean, if anything, this is this is a pretty big... and it, we, we talked about before about the four or five changes in the past, and there were five changes, but it was who? So, straight up, Oscar, keeper who's played every minute of last season, he's played every minute of this season so far, dropped... Now, as we said before, we don't know whether it was because of that goal before. He was dropped in uh, our new signing in the summer, who literally came in as a backup. Miguel Serna got his uh, got his first game and got a clean sheet, our first clean sheet of the season. So that's definitely something to be you know to be celebrated or whatever. Next up was Jorge, our captain, dropped to the bench. Um, Carrasco, in his place, came in, who obviously was suspended last week, and he took over the armband and then dropped as well. We had Branny. Uh, Adrian and Lewis, and in their place came Juan Fran, our you know our striker, Luis Carlos, who, who got them all in the preseason, and Eddie to shore up the back. Now part of these changes, he changed formation as well, and uh, and it wasn't a case of being set up for the draw, but he played with a back five. So we had Eddie, Matej Simic, and Quintero at centre back, and then Vicente and Luis Carlos playing on the sides as kind of wing backs. We think, um, so you know, so it was pretty shored up to try and prevent these guys from scoring um, I th- I'm definitely happy with the changes and as you say obviously the change formation as well it's obviously been effective in terms of we've got ourselves clean sheet can we build now in confidence from that exactly um, so you, you always think if you've got to build from the back you know you, 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 there's two schools of thought isn't there you either you know you keep a clean sheet and nick a goal the other end or you just try and score just one more than you let in and yeah. that's obviously not worked for us. Well, I mean, obviously we were solid at the back tonight. Mm. Keeping a clean sheet. We've re- we've scored two goals. Unfortunately, both disallowed. But it does show that the tactic can create goals, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, obviously, we sit in their nineteenth place. Um, there's a reason behind that. So, run just run through the results from tonight. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much a full league programme tonight. So first up, uh, the massive game of the season for me. So Boreal, who I was uh, getting a little bit excited over in, in pre-season, you know, the new boys to the league who, who took their division by storm. They were up against at home against last season champions, Castellon, and they won 4-0. They absolutely destroyed them. Um, that's obviously propelled them up to 13th place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a massive, massive result for them. Um, the, the scary thing for, for as I say for, for the losing side they've now conceded seven goals in the last two games um, so, yeah so that's a, a bit of a scary one for them next up Atletico Sagontino 2 Elche Elisitano 0 um, so Atletico beat us the other week 1-0 and they, they seem to be beating everyone else they, they've actually won four of their first five games so that's definitely good form and, and, and something so Jove Espanyol 0 Bunyan 0 uh, the second draw of the season for both sides. Excuse me. Uh, Asaro nil, Beniganim won. So the first win of the season for Beniganim. And Asaro still haven't won a single game yet, just like us. And we've got Crevalente Deportivo 2, Recambios Colon nil. And that's the second win for Deportivo. On Tinient 2, Toro Levante nil. So this was the, 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 the two sides who up until 
Sunday had won all of their games. And, yeah, and, and Torrey Levente has now dropped down to fourth place on 10 yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. So now for Antinians, it's five wins from five, 14 goals scored and only three conceded. So, you know, that's actually a tremendous start to the season for them. Um, yeah, I'll just drop that down there. People can now see the top of the table there. They're sitting three points clear of Sagantino. Yeah. So uh, it just shows, you know, when you think of our results before I carry on, we've already played the top three. Yeah. So, you know, that we, we three out of our five games, we, we, we've played the, the top three. So, you know, we've got to take some credit for that. Um, uh, with, with with our results so far, um, okay. Next it was Rayo with Ben saying nil, Paterna nil. That's the fourth clean sheet of the season for Paterna, and that's why they jumped up to they're in sixth position. Um, Althea two, Orihuela two. So Althea is still undefeated, but they've now conceded nine goals in five games. So you know that's that that's the. It's crazy for a team sitting in third place on 11 points to have conceded nine goals in the five games. Exactly, exactly. And then there's one other game that's actually scheduled for tomorrow night. That's Muro versus Novelda. Um, and obviously they, they play tomorrow night. Muro looking for their first win of the season. Fantastic. And um, what people will see on the um, the on the league table, you will see obviously Torvika sitting down here in second bottom. Um, we're on two points, and obviously the worry now is obviously two points. Um, you're looking, th- if we get a victory, that's only going to put us up to 16th. Um, so the next game is vital, I would say, because obviously if if them teams around 12th, 13th, 14th and 15th pick up points, and we do not, we already will be dropping four, f- between four and six points behind yeah. mid-table. We need to start keep keeping up pace. Now, the good thing that could go in our favour, and we've got to start thinking positive about this, Definitely. play Sunday night is actually against Muro. There were two places above us now. So hopefully so, we can turn them over. Yeah, so if you think about if we're going to get any uh, a win any time soon, it's, it's going to be against somebody that's struggling just like us. Uh, you know, they're looking for their first win of the season. But what's also going to go for is, as I just said, then they're not playing until tomorrow night. So they'll be playing Sunday night just gone, Thursday night, and then Sunday. Yeah, so, so fingers they, crossed. So, yeah, so looking at some of the things from tonight's game, it looks like a lot of our guys were absolutely shattered by the end of the game. And we're playing two games in, what, four days, three days. So hopefully, not not in a nasty kind of way, but hopefully the Muro players will be absolutely shattered <laughs> with, with having the same thing for Sunday and that we can take advantage of that. We can dream. I mean, just look, there, a couple of points. I mean, what? Two two wins, and I, when you look at the other gay teams in the league, results are swaying backs and forwards. I would say two victories, eight points, would be up to I would say about thirteenth. Um, yeah. when you think of results going in other games, and then before you know it, you might only be three or four points behind eighth, for example. By then, so if we think positive, a couple of victories, and the season looks a whole. Different prospects. Whole lot rose, yeah, yes. definitely. Now, after Muro, we, we, the next two games after that, uh, Novelda and Covalente were in 8th and 7th. So you've got to think if we can get the confidence boost in one against Muro and we try and take one of those guys, you know, and we get six points out of those three games, then that's going to be massive for us and, and, and leap up and back up to the table and, and chasing, you know, chasing those, sorry, not, not letting too much of a gap get ahead of us. Exactly. Um, so definitely. A, a critical few, a critical few weeks, just to kind of define yeah. how the season's going to go. Are we going to be coming, coming back discussing a, another battle? 
Um, are we going to come come back with smiles on our faces, hoping that we can start pushing on? And um, we do try and stay positive, but we also we've discussed this, and me and Paul said we have to be realistic and we have to yeah. come on and say, look, it's not going well. We've not started the season well. Why have we not started the season well? What do we expect to see? What do we as fans expect to see? Yeah. And what do we hope to see? So we hope you do understand that we have been honest with you instead of just coming on and basically putting a smile over something which is not a smiling situation at the minute. We're wearing our rose-tinted glasses, yes. should we say, about the situation. I, I mean, if, if you guys listening now think differently or, or have your own views, then you know, get in touch, leave comments on YouTube and... You know, uh, by all means, we want to hear what you say. We we are you know fans of the club, and we do that. You know, we, we want to do all we can to support the club, and whether that's analysing defeats and stuff like that, and 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 finding the faults, then then maybe it's it. And then in the same way, it's praising the successes and and things like that, like Miguel Serna's clean sheet tonight. Exactly. Exactly, and if anybody listening is a is a fan of Toviak and they want to actually talk about Toviak, guests are welcome to come on. Um, people can come on and talk about Toviak if they wish. Um, we are hoping to have a guest from the club next week. Um, but what I'm going to say is if you stay tuned to our Twitter accounts, um, your Twitter account, Paul? Is at Mersey Socios. Um, and Paul will keep us updated tomorrow evening on the critical game between uh, Muro and Novelda. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, fingers crossed, Muro will lose that game, so they go into Sundays with no confidence. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they get a couple of guys sent off as well, and they'll be suspended for the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> um, we don't obviously wish too much bad of bad course. luck on them, but, we, but we do. Um, but we as much luck as we can get at the minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, remember to go and check out Club Deportivo Torreca dot com. Remember to check out Mesa Socios. Remember to check out FM Central, and remember to tune in next week for Torreca Talk. <laughs>